Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hey everybody, you're listening to Main Menu for the 30th of November 2018. I am your co-host Jason Castanguay. It's a really tight show, so I'm going to keep this brief. Get ready to have your tactile technique tickled. Janine, take it away. Hi, everyone. It is Main Menu back with you, and we've got most of the gang here with us today and a very special guest. So I would love to say hello to my co-producer, Jason Castingway. Hey there, Janine. And Randy Rusnak, the big R. Hello. And Mr. Jeff Bishop is with us tonight. Hello, everyone. And Mr. Paul Henriksen. Hello, everyone. And we are actually, uh, I saved the best for last with Paul here because he actually gave us the idea for this particular show. Our special guest today is Anne DeWitt, and Anne is with Tangible Surface Research. Hi, Anne. Hello. And I am going to start with Paul here. Let's talk a little bit, Paul, about how you came to know Anne and how you came to know her products. Sure, absolutely. Probably about two, two and a half years ago, uh, my wife and I were looking for a new washer and dryer because the two things that I can do in the house are wash dishes and do laundry. I can't cook with a fill of beans. <laughs> I, I so, know that. I, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to eat anything that I cooked. But anyway... <laughs> So we were kind of looking, and I happened to hear a podcast on Mystic Access, where they interviewed Anne DeWitt. And I said to Vonnie, this lady does these kind of icons for microwaves and things. I wonder if she could do something for a washer and dryer. And honestly, I thought that she was going to Braille it, you know, put some Braille things on there for me. So we, we, uh, we emailed her, and Vonnie, we went to Lowe's, and Vonnie sent her the pictures of the washer and dryer. and, and and DeWitt went to Lowe's <laughs> and she looked at the washer and dryer and uh, told us what she could do with it. And then she explained to me, no, she wasn't going to Braille. She was going to she uses icons. And the reason she uses icons is because not everybody reads Braille, which makes a lot of sense. Mm. So she kind of worked with me through that. And she talked to Vani and I. She called us one night at like nine o'clock at night, I think. And she's in New York and we're in California. And so she helped us with that. And she sent us the two overlays. And... Uh, they didn't quite work, so we, between the three of us, we worked it out, and she sent us another set of overlays, and I have that on my washer and dryer, and so now I get to do the laundry again, which I'm sure pleases my wife. <laughs> and then we decided uh, recently, about four months ago, we went out to look at a dishwasher, and boy, everything you see in dishwasher land has touch, oh, touch screens yes. on it. Everything. This dishwasher, you open it, and then the top of the dishwasher, it looks like kind of like a glass bar, and it's all touch. Mm-hmm. So we went and talked to Anne again, and guess she, what she did? She went out to Lowe's, took a picture of the dishwasher, and came up with some icons for me. Yay. So, And now she's going to do my toaster oven. She just rocks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm so proud to have, to have her on the program. Awesome. Uh, great. Awesome. So, Anne, how did you get into all this? Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got into this kind of work. Uh, Okay, I'm a product developer. My academic background is a bachelor's in computer science and a master's in industrial and systems engineering. I worked at Xerox for almost 20 years doing uh, product development. And when I was working on one of the copiers as a software developer, I was noticing the touchscreen that we were programming. And I felt like the touchscreen had so much information, but sometimes you wouldn't be able to, we put so much information in that you couldn't find the right buttons or you'd press two buttons at once or, you know, it it was difficult. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice if you could feel those buttons? And that kind of put, you know, put this thought in my head that, you know, didn't go away of, surfaces are becoming flat, you know, we're losing our sense of touch when we control things because 
they're all touch screens. And why can't we find a way to control things, to get that touch back, you know, sliders, dials, knobs. That tangible so that kind of input. was the idea. Right, you know, tangible interfaces. And with touchscreens becoming more and more prevalent and controlling more and more things, that, you know, I feel like maybe we need to start thinking about how can we bring that, you know, modality back, that sense of touch. And so uh, fast forward to, you know, a point in my career that, you know what, I think I'm going to uh, go after this. Uh, so I left Xerox and started Tangible Surface Research. The part of the business that deals with touch interfaces, um, I thought, well, you know, if you could, if you wanted to make a good touch interface, what would you do? And that, when I was at the Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Rochester, they were giving me a tour. And in their kitchen where they, they train people uh, independent living skills, I saw these, I guess you call them locator dots or bump dots. Ah, uh, yes. And yeah, I thought, a popular bump dot. And yeah, and it seems like they're everywhere. Um, but the dots, and, and I thought to myself, look, well, the dots tell you where a button is located, but they don't tell you what it does. So that's the idea of coming up with these tactile icons is that now I have a kind of a library of tactile icons that I apply to appliances. And I sell those as stickers that you can, you know, peel off the backing and um, just like a, a locator dot, stick it on your microwave or your toaster or whatever. and it will tell you not only the location of a, a button, but what it does. So like the start button on a microwave, the start is a right pointing triangle. And you would use that same shape for any start button on any appliance, on your dishwasher, on your oven, on your washer, dryer. So that's kind of, I guess that's really the history and where we are right now wow. with it. So you have a whole lexicon of these buttons. And I was out on your website, and folks, she has a fantastic website. It's tangiblesurfaceresearch.com. And she has explanations of all of the different shapes of the buttons. And I would love to, love to get some of these and actually feel them because they sound like fun. Um, but how did you come up with say these different shapes um what what made you say okay i want you know a right facing triangle for start versus maybe an x or uh, an o shape or something like that right 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 so that's a that's an interesting question because um it requires a lot of thought i i paul caught me at the very beginning of me developing these products and what I did for Paul was not sustainable, right? I couldn't go out and look at Lowe's every time somebody wanted a, right. an overlay. But what Paul gave me was this opportunity to work with people to understand what is needed. And so like, okay, he had this washer and dryer. So I go out and I look at what are those things, right? And so if I need to make an icon for, I don't know, rinse, well, there's a lot of thought that goes into what do you think of as rinse? Uh, and we actually use a, a shower head shape. I love so the description of, of that one. I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's interesting because it, that tests very well. It's a, a unique, so the shape is unique, and it's just an extruded 2D shape, so you're feeling the edge. Um, I did a, a crowdfunded test. Um, through an organization called Experiment. And I received some money to do like a initial testing of these overlays and what kinds of things would work for uh, people that are blind and visually impaired. And we had um, 12 testers at ABVI in Rochester. 
And that kind of started the whole thing. And I got a answering your question of how do I make these? I, I the first set of icons were really crude and and you know they were okay for you know people to you know uh, recognize, but they they did not resonate well the shape. So um, I had some students from the Rochester Institute of Technology here in Rochester, mm -hmm. and their wonderful teacher. Professor Deborah Beardsley said, hey, you know, we could have these students come up with some ideas. And so it was this wonderful collaboration of college students, visually impaired people with a goal of coming up with shapes that have meaning. And the students loved it because they get to work with real people it's not just the professor that judges them and mm -hmm. and the you know the visually impaired testers loved it because they were able to meet young people who had great ideas and so that was the beginning of coming up with the first set of shapes and then what i do now is i make sure there are no inner cuts because you don't want to get dirt in them and food uh -huh. um you want to make them simple you want to make them unique you also want some, if you can rely on precedent. So old reel-to-reel -reel tape recorders, they used that right-pointing triangle for play. And that now is what you see in um, MP3, you know, music players and anything you want to start is that right-pointing triangle. So there's already a precedent for that shape. That's interesting. I work with a lot of equipment, and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Because so, oh, things... it was pointing oh, where the tape was moving. It was moving from left reel to the right reel. So that's, you know, it, and that kind of became start or play. And Jason, you okay, had... So go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that uh, one of the things I love about this is that for those of us who are used to textual labels, it really helps us start to get a mind wrapped around icons because I know for a long time I would tell people trying to help somebody else with an iPhone, oh, you hit the delete button or you hit the mail button or, or whatever, and they would say, there is no delete button or there's a trash mm -hmm. icon or there's an envelope. And I'm like, oh, so yeah. I learned a lot with that. And now I feel like this is even cooler than reading. I didn't know that either. <laughs> yes, that was my big discovery on the iPhone that the, the increment buttons for speed of something like voiceover was a rabbit and a, and a turtle. Oh, no wow. Well, and many and many of these icons are kind of cross-platform because, you know, like for the washer and dryer, you have you can do a full load or you can do a light load. Well, same with a dishwasher, you can mm -hmm. do a full load, you can do a light load. So the icon can be exactly the same. If you want to turn the heat up on your dryer, hers looks like a thermometer. Well, same thing on a dishwasher. If you want to, you know, like if you do a light load on my dishwasher, for instance, it will not turn on heat dry because it's a light load. So if I just press that thermometer icon, okay, that turns on heat dry. And the same with my walk, with my dryer. Very so there are neat. a lot of cross-platform icons. You learn one, okay, you got it now. So I had a question. Right. Yeah. Sure, Jeff. Yeah. So, you know, some of, these, some of these devices have very, very, very sensitive touch screens. I mean, you practically can hover your finger above things and they, it seems like they activate. <laughs> Um, right, you know, right. which is, which is pretty scary. So I was just wondering, how do you overcome that? I mean, you know, I, I um, how, how do you apply the overlay to the surface? Um, does that impact okay. the ability to be able to touch the surface? Have you found this to be problematic on some devices and others, you know, you're not having this issue or this right, is really right, interesting right. Okay, to me. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And so there's two parts to this. First is there's two types of touch surfaces that are out in the world, uh, the most common on appliances. The older technology we call resistive and it's pressure sensitive. So you can press it with your finger, you can press it with a, a pencil eraser, you can you know, press it with a gloved hand. Um, 
because it reacted to pressure or force. That is resistance. And with those, you can put tactile icon stickers on top of those buttons because they're pressure sensitive, that you know, force would go through the tactile icon to the surface and activate. A newer type of um, touch surface is becoming more common is called uh, capacitive. And that is actually requires your bare finger or you know your skin to make contact. It is not pressure. It is more of a um, completing electrical circuit. It's just uh, requires you to touch. Those are so frustrating. I've heard from so many people that they have appliances that, you know, say they move into a new place and they have new appliances and they just brush by them and it activates and they don't know what activates. So you cannot put a tactile icon on top of that because it requires your finger to, to make that connection. So you what I say, wow. Yeah, the only thing I say, and what I've done with my appliance that has that capacitive touch surface, is I put the icon next to the button. Ah. So adjacent somewhere to the button. It's not the best solution. So, yeah, I don't have a really good solution for that. I've tried different materials that will allow your finger to transmit through the material, but it's not durable. It's, it's, you need an adhesive and I don't know. It's, it's a, uh, I don't have a good solution. That's interesting. So what I found sorry, that some sorry. people know um, uh, that some people actually want to return their, that kind of appliance and get something that is pressure sensitive or resistive. So I'm sorry. I'd, Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, that's interesting that you mentioned uh, capacitive touch. Uh, around, I'm dating myself here, but around 1977 or 78, I got a Nakamichi cassette deck, and it had capacitive oh, touch. Oh, my gosh. It. I remember that cassette deck, Randy. <laughs> Nakamichi. That's, it, a, it, that's a high end, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what I did since you know the i brought it home and i went oh god i just love this thing and it looked really neat and uh i took my hand and i was exploring it <laughs> and i went from rewind to fast forward to play to stop to fast forward to play and rewind and record and i thought what the hell is going on with this thing yeah yeah and yeah. so what i did exactly the same thing that that you did and this is really so cool uh because we actually thought in the same manner, I put little pieces of Dymo tape with symbols on it, like P for play and R for race. No, no. Uh, <laughs> rewind. You know what I mean? And it worked great. Right. So right. this is really very interesting. Now, what do you do, and for devices that have rotary, or maybe you even can't, but I'm, I'm just wondering about this. Uh, let's say that you have... Uh, like a pressure cooker that has membranes for touch buttons and or let's say a uh, like I've got a Breville oven and are you familiar with the Breville brand? Right. Maybe it has a dial. Exactly. I've got three dials and I've got like right. three or four buttons. What I ended up having to do is take my phone and I thank God seeing AI, well, uh, seeing AI was around. I was able to uh, read the text as I uh, used. Yeah, I was. They told me I would never be able to do it; that it wasn't accessible, and so that made me really mad. <laughs> Don't ever tell Randy that. <laughs> so it will become accessible. Yeah, what I did was. I made a label, uh, well, a, a chart. So, you know, I would say like uh, three turns to the right would be bagel. 
and then it would be dark, you know, and darker, darker as you rotated to the right or to the left. And the bottom was for timing. Each click was one minute, which was really cool. But I wrote up this chart, and one of my good buddies out out your way. I don't know if you ever know Don Brita, but really cool guy. He wanted an oven like this, and uh, he said he didn't think it was uh, possible to operate and within. 10 minutes of my talking to him, he ordered one. <laughs> and I, then I sent him that chart in a text file, or in Word, rather, and uh, it was great. So my question to you is, with things that change on a display, can you, um, is there a workaround for those devices, or do you just have to do what I did and just, you know, suffer and swear and... <laughs> Well, I'll talk about an, uh, if you have a dial. So some dials are indexed. And if they're indexed, which means you can feel the, the certain spots where they um, stop, you know, they have a, you know, you can. Um, uh, yeah, in, indents or um, not indents. Indexed. Sorry, detents. Uh, I, is I, what I think <laughs> detents, yes. Yeah. yes. Correct. Um, I think uh, this is actually on Janine's uh, washer. Yes. That if you know where your dial is pointing, then you have a tactile icon um, position, that tactile icon positioned around the dial, and so you just line those up. And so many, like my washer want, dryer at least makes a sound when you when you reach a certain point, it will, it'll make a sound always in that position. Yep. So you, at least you know where mm -hmm. that position starts at the top, and then you can put the icons right. around the dial. Right, yes, I think yours, it, you have to, It'll uh, give you a sound. I think in Janine's, it's actually you can, it points to it, so it's yep. shaped, so you know where it's pointing. Right, and, and it also clicks as you turn you the dial, but it'll make a sound when correct. you get to a certain place right. on the dial. Right. So those are those type of dials are are easy to label. It's the the dials that spin freely, and you have to actually read a you know an lcd or read some kind of digital output to tell you what it's pointing to and you have no idea by touch yeah there's really nothing we can do with those type of dials but the indexed dials you just line up the the dial with the icon around it so menu driven items they really you can't do anything one, not you, but one can't really do anything with them then, right? Right, right. If you think of what I do is really just tactile labels, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the um, what I think is pretty cool about them is that they do not require translation. So my background is uh, working in on products um, that go all around the world, right? And copiers and printers. And so if you make a product for, say, Japan, you need to translate what's displayed into, you know, the kanji or whatever. And so translation is a big issue. And with the tactile icons, just like regular icons, you do not need to translate them. So the idea is this right-pointing triangle for start should mean the same thing anywhere in the world because it's a shape. Uh -huh. so uh -huh. a, hot a hot dog icons, shape is a hot dog shape, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's kind of it's, that's interesting pizza because a, pizza. a lot of times pizza. And, um, so I made a microwave package. It's common features found in microwaves, but they're common features found in microwaves in North America. And it has a, a frozen pizza button, popcorn button, and a baked potato. And you see that's, a, you know, common in our area, but you go to look at the microwaves in Europe and, you know, they don't have frozen pizza buttons. They don't have popcorn <laughs> buttons. You know, they have maybe a rice button or something like that. Uh -huh. so, um, uh, so you have to come up with tactile icons for whatever works, you know, whatever kind of features they have. But 
the start is the start and the stop is the X, you know? So, um, they, you know, we, some of the buttons may not be the same, but the uh, tactile icons for the features will um, be the same, whether you're in Europe or Asia or South America, and they don't require any translation. Wow. Now, one thing she did for me, I wanted to ask you about this, Anne, because Bonnie and I were laughing the other day. We have, uh, she has just has done one for my, my toaster oven. We haven't received it yet, but we were trying to think to us, oh. okay, what is she going to do for bake? What is she going to do? For, this oven has one for dehydrate. What kind of an icon would work for dehydrate? <laughs> but my question, ah. one of the things I wanted to mention <laughs> to her is one of the things she did for my washer and dryer, and I wanted to ask if you still do this, is she would, she would send me a text file explaining what each of the icons did and what the shape mm -hmm. that I would expect to see on the shape. Do you still do that? Or is that something you did special because oh. you because you love me? You know? <laughs> okay, I gotta say, I started doing that, and that was one of I gotta tell you, it takes it probably takes me an hour to write that. <laughs> and so that was taking a long time. So what I did for the shapes that I sell on my Etsy site um, is that I have that all online. So for the microwave package, you can look that up and with the screen reader, you, you have a description of that. But did I do that for custom shapes? Um, I could do that, but I haven't been doing that. <laughs> you, you're saying that that is a very handy thing though. Right. Well, when, especially when I was first learning the things on the, I mean, because I yeah. could tell yeah. it was one of the things that was funny for, for, I think it was, I think it was for bedding. It looks like a little bed, like with a headboard. And then there's one yeah. for, I think it's denim. It looks like a pair of jeans. And I could figure out the one for half a load, which looks it looks, looks like a basket half full. And for a full load, right. it looks half like a full, full basket. But there's right. some other ones right. that are like, what is that? You know, so yeah. it was kind of helpful yeah. to have that. So I can't what, wait now to figure out dehydrate. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, um, well, what I include is a map, and but it's visual. So Bonnie would have to um, yeah. read it. So I have the, I make a layout of your toaster oven and I show the icon and the text label. And so you have a map that, and, and then, you know, I include the text icons with that too. And, and so that way that the sighted person knows where to put the icons on the mm -hmm. So if you're labeling a, a microwave for a, a blind member of your family, the sighted person right. who's going to have to do that anyway knows where to put the icons. Sure. Or right. you could actually use something like Be My Eyes or Ira to yeah. actually yeah. look you at that and then help you, you know, actually do it yourself if you wanted. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so that's an that's a interesting point is that the tactile icons are not, they're not always intuitive, right? There's a learning curve. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't expect anybody to, you know, start, you know, feeling these icons and say, oh, I know exactly what that is. That from my experience, there's, there's always a learning curve because it is kind of a new thing. And having the description does help. So can we talk about the devices themselves? You know, in other words, if people make a request of you, um, what is the best thing to do here? Is it best to send photos or do you actually contact the manufacturer ah. of, of these okay. products? So you know, um, okay. is it best to, to have someone send you photos and say, hey, I'm considering these three brands. What can you, uh, what can you label or, or create things right. for? This would be kind of interesting to talk about the right flow of how you would prefer people to, you know, interact with you as it comes okay. to specific products. Because obviously you're not going to be able to, you know, go out and find either on the internet. I mean, some, you know, some of these models are really esoteric, you know. So mm -hmm, what's mm -hmm. the best thing to do? So uh, first of all, the, the majority of things that I sell are the predefined icons. So I sell a microwave package that has common features for microwaves, one for oven, one for dishwasher, one for washer and dryer. And so those are... You know, they sell those for $5 for orange and black and $10 for clear. And you get 
two sets of nine icons for those packages. And so they kind of, they're an improvement over the uh, locator dots because they give you the common functions on those appliances. But if you would like everything labeled, then I have a custom option. And with the custom option, I ask for the make, the model, and a picture. And from the picture, I can verify, okay, these are all the features, and I make the, I, and they only comes in clear for the custom option. And I cut them, and I make this map, and package all that, and send it out. Uh, with the make and model, you'd be surprised I can find a lot of information about the appliance online, but the picture is really the thing that helps most. Yeah, that's pretty much the way we did it with what I sent her because we have some old school appliances at the Guide Dog Foundation <laughs> and uh, they're tactile, they're wonderful, but you know, you can never remember what all the labels on the mean and um, right. so right. that was hugely helpful because most of them I think are going to be pretty standard but um, the placement right. of everything is, is quite different. I can think of right. uh, situations you know with exercise equipment you know this is a really a big area where people want to be able to label stuff um, does this does this principle apply what here too? What a segue, Jeff! What a segue! Oh, yeah, that's, amazing. <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> okay, so the the thing I'm working on now is you know the latest project is to make silicone overlays for exercise equipment. Someone had requested, "Hey, can you do?" an overlay for this treadmill. And, you know, I said, no, I, I, I can't do that. But I had met um, an industrial design professor at the Rochester Institute of Technology that told me a simple way to make a mold. And then I started thinking like, oh yeah, I can do that. So what I do is I, take a picture of the exercise equipment and size it, make a, um, a model of it. And then I make a mold and I pour the silicone in the mold and let it cure. And you have a clear overlay for the exercise equipment. Oh, wow. Oh, is that ever wow. cool? Well, I hope it, it is. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of good feedback on it. The idea is that I had to come up with a whole set of tactile icons for, you know, cardio workout, fat burn, fitness test. Um, oh, yeah. That, oh, I can that, feel the like weight dropping me. right now. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah, I, I feel so bad that I'm allergic um, to exercise, but <laughs> boy, she's getting rather personal with these icons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, those are some of the features on the uh, on the treadmills, and you would be really surprised at how helpful those features are. But oh, no doubt. Most people don't use them. You know, yeah, the, there's a hill feature that will change the treadmill incline, um, mm. and you just type in. Or because you have access to all the buttons on the screen, uh, you can operate all those different features. And like the um, the simplest feature is called manual. You press the manual, you enter your weight, you enter your the time you want to go, the incline and the speed, and there you're off on your on your exercise routine. So that project is still in the prototype phase. I, I, I like to do a lot of testing and get feedback from people. So I'm getting down to the end of that. I feel like I have a good feel for what works. So just and a couple questions on this. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, so will these be that you stick them on? You know, do you, do you stick the overlay on or is it something you just place on top? You place on top. It's a silicone overlay, and so that is part of the design process. And it's it's sometimes it's 
it's been kind of difficult and I have to spend a lot of time at it, but yeah, because it has to align perfectly. Exactly. So, That's what I'm thinking. Right. Exactly. I, I yeah. That into the design. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so the cool um, thing the about this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so the cool thing is, you know, you could, you could go to a gym, you could find out, okay, I want to mark the elliptical the treadmill, <laughs> right? I can see where you're yeah. going with this. Order, yeah. order a routine, package of these. You know? Yeah. you know, you, you, you go to the gym, you, uh, you get into your uh, workout, you know, uh, clothing and you carry around a deck of, uh, overlays yeah. with you. And Especially you if, you've got a, thing, if you've got a workout routine, well, I spend this, I spend 20 minutes on elliptical, mm -hmm. then I do this, then I do this, you know, and you'd have overlays for each machine that you dealt with during your workout yeah. routine. Right. If you're and, out and, at a and, gym. Right. And and you're not sticking, you know, uh, stuff to the machine. So you you know, they're not gonna yell at you for leaving stuff on their machine. Well, and also somebody's not gonna maybe vandalize it or something like that. The only thing you're gonna have a problem with is all the sweat and all that all, all <laughs> over it. So you know what that's all right. The um the overlays are made of uh clear silicone so you just wash them with soap and water and dry go. them and they're all yeah, yeah yeah it's a really good material and so do you i, I mean there's a ton of different equipment though in the exercise arena mm -hmm. do it's you think that that's going to be a problem this, you are the segue master that, here well i'm that, sorry yeah, I just have lots of questions about it. <laughs> the, the goal is to uh get one of the major gym you know national gyms interested in this and okay. they have GB3. consistent equipment and that would be you know that would be the goal is that you would go to one of these places and say i want to work on a treadmill right now they would give you the overlay for the treadmill you'd go over the overlay for oh, the treadmill beautiful you'd put it on I'll let them deal with it. They yeah. would maintain the overlays. It's okay. their responsibility, right? Their That'd machine. be great at like something like GB3 where it's really national, you know, George Brown Fitness. Oh, not heard of That's that. That's not one. is that national? I've never heard of that. It's in Cali it's in all over California. I was gonna say, well the the one in California for sure. That we were talking about prior to the show. Um, and tell us a little bit about the group that you're working with there in in is it the Rochester area that you're working with these blind athletes and um, um, and now yeah. I'm just blanking on the name, Planet Fitness. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah. the treadmill overlay that I made is for a um, life fitness uh, treadmill and they have those at um, the local planet fitness and in Penfield, New York, the manager there, Michelle was, you know, I said, I went in there, I said, look, I'm trying to make an overlay for visually impaired people to use this equipment. And she's like, Oh, okay, go ahead. And so I would go back there sometimes three times a day to take measurements, make adjustments. And they were wonderful at, letting me come in and use the equipment um so you know hats off to planet fitness in penfield oh, wow. new york because they were they they love the idea and so and they're I, all over the country uh, too by the way oh yeah so we they have are. them out here and, too you know i it would it would be a great thing if they wanted to play in this arena and i know this one particular gym does but you know that's probably a corporate decision we'll see how that goes but uh what to if make you were sure to these overlays, well, I'll just finish on, the, on, on this one. To make sure the overlays really work and uh, work for people, one of my pastors is uh, Kirsten Smith, and she's also uh, president of the Rochester Blind Athletes. And so she got her crew to, like, hey, you want to work out? Anne's got something for you to test. And so that's the stage I'm in right now is uh, – getting some people from the Rochester blind athletes to um, come with me to the gym and test out the overlays. Oh, wow. It's going really well. Yeah. And I, I think I know where Jeff's brain is going because all this mention of Rochester, I'm sure you know, and where is the ACB national convention going to be this summer of 2019? In Rochester. In Rochester. Yeah. So this um, Planet Fitness in Penfield, New York, which is a suburb of Rochester, um, they're they're open to uh, having a Planet Fitness booth, and that we would bring in a treadmill with the overlay. So 
if you come to Rochester wow. for the convention, oh, wow. then yeah. you would be able to try their equipment. I don't know if it's oh, the treadmill or the elliptical or the stationary bike, but um, Not yet. that's the plan. Oh, so I think I that would be really cool. Yeah, I had another question for you. Um, have you thought about, you know, there's, I think there's only, what, seven or eight mainstream, uh, you know, workout manufacturers, you know, Nautilus and, uh, you know, all these different companies. Have you thought about contacting them directly to say, hey, I want to make overlays, you know, to allow blind people to be able to use your products. Can you send me, I'm sure they'd be able to get you engineering diagrams and all of that of the, of the screen right. layouts. Right. Um, is that, right. have you thought about that to be able to maybe expand the, the number of devices that, that, uh, potentially you could create overlays for? Right. So that's a really good point. So first I have to make sure that they work and I'm happy with them. So that's the stage I'm in right now. And I'm, okay. you know, I'm, so the feedback is really good. I have some modifications to make to the treadmill. Um, just to improve it a little more. Um, but I think I'm at the point where I've had enough feedback that people like it and that it it could be helpful. So oh, sure. that's where I'm at right now. Uh, and But then also, you know, I've tried contacting manufacturers about making their appliances more accessible or just even using the tech, you know, tell me what your appliances are. I can provide a package that fits that appliance, but they're so big and I'm just me. <laughs> so it's hard <laughs> well, to get what, through to. Well, what I did is when I talked to, uh, when I talked to Oster about the toaster oven, I told the lady mm -hmm. and I gave her your website. And I think I did the mm -hmm. same thing when I called Maytag. I said, well, I know somebody who can do that for you guys if you want to, you know, somehow tell other blind users that, that this can be done. So I gave, gave them both your name and your website. And I think that's what we need right. to do when we do get things labeled. We need to call the manufacturer, first of all, and see if they have anything. And they probably won't. But then go ahead and give them your name and your website so they can give that information to other blind users. I do want to ask you right. something, though, before we, get, mm -hmm. before we get carried away, and I totally forget because I think this is important on your webpage. I noticed that you were selling your packs through independent living aids. Is that still the case? So independent living aids carries a subset of my product line, independent living aids and um, light LS and S. So they sell the washer, microwave and oven packages in orange and black. Uh -huh. So okay. if you want the clear ones, you would have to go to your website. To her, yeah. Or if you want yeah, some the, larger right. pack or something like that. Or custom work, you'd have to go to my um, my website. My was SC was site. that you who sold the complete, the, all the packs for like $60 that I saw? Was that you or was that independent living aids? I'm sorry, say, say that again? I, I saw somebody who sold, uh, I was I thought it was independent, who sold the entire pack. You could buy a $60 where you got all of the packs. Oh, I do sell a home package. That's a new thing for me. And it's uh, over 60 TASA icons. And, uh, you know, they're, they're grouped by cooking, washing, and cleaning, and then also a keypad set. And... Maybe that's what you, it's. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. A little of. over twenty for the orange and black, and a little over thirty-five for the clear. Oh wow! Okay, that that's an amazing way. price for all of those. Wow. So tell us a little I, bit. About you know, that's the thing. It's priced reasonably, so people aren't afraid to try. Right. You know, you get eighteen icons for for five dollars. You know. If if you don't like it, then you know that's five dollars. But if you do like it, it could be very helpful. So it's priced to to make people start thinking about tactile icons and what you can do with touch. Great. So tell me about the tactile keypad because that was one that um, I was just going I'm, to ask. Yeah, I'm interested <laughs> in that for my microwave actually. Right. So I'm, what I've noticed is a lot of people, they might label the one, the three, the five, um, 
so you're not really and maybe through relative you know knowing there's a space between the one and three there's the two um but what i do is i have round uh tactile icons you know they're just really circles that you put on all the numbers and if it's a standard keypad like your phone that the five is in the middle that the five is a different shape it's a it's a domed top and so that way if you find the five which is kind of like an anchor relative to the five you know where all the other numbers are but they're all labeled so above the five is the two to the left is the four to the right is the six you know what i mean so so you're not getting like between the, the buttons the like I do on mine. And <laughs> yeah, I have my, my five labeled, and I find myself when I go up to the one, I get in between the one and the four, and sometimes I'm not sure right. when I press until I'm standing there listening. Oh, wait, I smell something burning. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, and oh, there's two points there. So the, the keypad package is so you know definitively that you're on a number, and being relative to the five, you would, you know, like if you wanted one, you go either diagonally or you go up, up to the two and over, you know, to mm-hmm. the left for one, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Now, but do those have any print I, on them at all? No, no, they're, they're just plain. And, you know, the clear you see through. So the clear is good for blended environments where there's some people that are sighted and some people that are not. And the orange is good for high contrast the high contrast orange so it's good for people with low vision and what i'm finding is the black a lot of people who are uh have no sight at all use the black that's just what i've observed interesting but the microwave just like the treadmill the microwave has a lot of really good features you know like frozen entree or even the popcorn button um now microwaves have like an acoustic sensor so you just press that popcorn button it listens to how many times it's popping to the rate and once that rate starts to decrease it knows to stop the microwave so you'd oh, never burn your no popcorn. idea it worked like that oh wow fascinating <laughs> yeah so but the microwaves are you know that some of those you know, when it they have these really weird features, but it turns out some of them are really handy and they prevent the the burning, right? You if you press the four instead of the one for doing something manually, well, if there was a frozen entree button, maybe that would work better for you because it uses a sensor to turn off the microwave when it's needed. Now, Anne, before we run out of time, I'm curious, uh, I've got a friend of mine. Uh, well, I've got two of them. One of them bought an over-the-range microwave made by Whirlpool. And uh, I don't want to set everybody's devices, but uh, the A-Lady, you know, made by Amazon, you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> We're not so, going to say her name, so we won't, uh, right, right. We won't set everyone's devices off, but that that's... Uh, <laughs> That's so, oh, 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 okay, I'm with you, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no problem. That's yeah, right. Yeah. The A-lady. Yeah, it, it took it, me it, with you. That's true. It, okay, okay. It ends yeah. with sa. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. not pizza. <laughs> okay, so what, what happened is this uh, individual and the one individual uh, that's really wanting to buy one, the skill set of... <laughs> A lady is really limited. You can tell her to set the timer for three minutes on uh, high power or there's, there's a popcorn, you know, I'll, I'll make popcorn. But what you have to do is you have to <laughs> press a start button in order for it to engage. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Which I find mm-hmm. well, neither did my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Standing there wondering where your popcorn is. Waiting. And these friends of mine are avid YouTube perusers. Wow. 
I would imagine that you could retrofit that panel because it has the popper button that you were talking about that actually listens. Uh, you could probably manufacture, right. you know, have a start button. If you'd consider doing that, I bet you these people could keep their devices. Right now, they're ripping them off their ranges. Oh, that's oh my! Mm-hmm. It's yeah, very, that's not good. Very sad. I think the the voice activation is just going to get better and better. But what, what about now? On, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everything's got a learning curve, right? And yep. you know, technology is definitely going to. But at least they're it's getting out there, right? And it can be handy for you know. Right now, it might be limited. They and but I always knew that was the audio is in some ways preferred or maybe handy, but I've had a lot of people say, but what happens if the Wi-Fi is down or yeah. You know, oh yeah. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, That's the, the objection in the always gonna be there. Oh come on, you guys. The right. Wi-Fi right. never goes down in your area, does it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the touch is it's it's there for you know, because then you can always touch the thing. You always know where mm-hmm. it is. So yep. it's it's, a, it's another modality. It just gives you more options. So would you be would you be able to or willing to or uh, do you think these friends of mine could contact you and see if there's some sort of solution to their problems without having to tear their microwaves off their range? Oh, certainly. Certainly. All right, I will. I would think I their microwave, their pack should be pretty standard. And she probably yeah, has, she has, a, she has a start feature. She has a popcorn button. I will send so them your way because be pretty standard. I am. This is exciting because yeah. uh, they will pay me <laughs> to help them <laughs> at this point. I think. <laughs> I think and, you're and doing no, something. Anna's not going to pay you a finder's fee, Randy. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I will send. Them, I'll send them your way. I think. I think the work you're doing okay. here is uh, is oh, quite. Yeah. Oh, great. Thank you. It was, it was really neat for me because I, I was concerned as to, because that's the things that I can do to help my wife. And I thought, and with my old washer, no big deal with my old dishwasher, no big deal. You turn the knob to three o'clock and you're on your way. But I thought, how can I do this? Because I, I want to be able to do this for her. And yeah. And kind of, uh, mm-hmm. well, she didn't really save my marriage necessarily because Bonnie would have sure. done it anyway, but it was nice <laughs> that I could say, Hey, I can still do the laundry for you and, and throw it in the dryer. And then mm-hmm. I do a lousy job at folding. So she still folds, but you know, I can do the dishes. I can do the laundry because Anne has made these icons. And I think a lot of people would benefit from this. That's pretty awesome. And, and I will, I will ask you in the few minutes that we have left here, have you had any conversations with people with say other disabilities like maybe dyslexia or traumatic brain injury because like in our facility um, we serve a lot of folks with traumatic brain injury our veterans getting service dogs and um, these icons you know for for some of these guys and yeah they're mostly guys you know this is the first time they've done their own laundry when they're away from home so you know um, this makes it kind of a lot easier than looking at that big old dial or the touch panel and just going, ah, no. <laughs> you know? right, right. Um, so when I started out um, at one conference, I met some people uh, dealing with uh, developmental disabilities. And what really would help that population is probably color-coded, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the the start would be green and the stop would be X. And, you know, the ones that control maybe like defrost is a water. So it would be blue, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't had the bandwidth and the, uh, in, in the contact with that. But sure. I think that actually is a really good um area to study. I mean, I've worked with academic institutions, and I think that would be a great project for somebody in academia to, okay, what are the colors that would work best? And so you have the color and the shapes yep. working together. Absolutely. That would be amazing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Also, yeah, I would love to introduce you to the, the Veterans Administration rehab folks because there's just so much work being done there. And I think this could be a really simple addition to what they do. It's just pretty amazing. Um, 
Right. Yes. Anybody else have any questions before we go? Because believe it or not, I mean, we said, oh, you know, this will definitely be an hour, and uh, <laughs> you probably ask a million more questions. But um, well, I just had one more comment. Uh, you know, I think the work you're doing here is uh, just amazing, and I know you probably heard this before, but I mean, the impact to people's lives that you can make through the, the use of some some pretty basic things uh, of of putting on you know, whatever device they want, uh, it's truly going to be life-changing for, for many people. And, and especially in the exercise area, I think you've, mm-hmm. you've really hit a mark there and I'm excited to watch your progress in this space. And once those come out, I think you're, you know, we'll want to make sure we publicize that and get the word out at a national level with ACB to be able to help you, uh, you know, uh, with your business. And, uh, so I just want to personally thank you for all of the work that you continue to do and uh, that it's greatly appreciated and that, you know, you truly will be impacting people's lives and, you know, probably even saving and adding years to people's lives through the ability to exercise more and to be able to do, you know, more of that, that type of work. So, you know, good going on you for sure. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. That makes it all worthwhile. That's, Use your skills for good, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Make sure we give the website again. Make sure yes, that it is, is tangibleresearch.com, but make sure you guys and main menu land know that it's all one word. Yes, so tangibleresearch.com. Tangible right. Do you have an email address uh, or a phone number as well? Yes. So the email address is tangiblesurfaceresearch at gmail.com. And you can watch some of the progress of the exercise equipment on my uh, Facebook page. It's the Halos tactile icons, and I think is exactly what it's called. Um, but if you if you Google Halos H A L O S tactile icons, uh, and on Facebook. You can get to my Facebook page. I put some videos of people exercising with the overlays and posting more and more pictures of the overlays and people exercising with them. So, oh, trying to keep cool. the progress on that website on the Facebook page. That's great. We'll try to include the link to that in the uh, absolutely, show notes. absolutely. And if people want to do some advocacy with their own fitness facilities, you know, point them in Anne's direction please, because this would be awesome if one of the national chains takes this up and says, yeah, let's let's do this. This would be a great idea. And if you work for a, with a blind center, if any of you out there work with a blind center, let your director know that here is somebody who could certainly help in the uh, independent living skills area with the people who teach independent living skills at your center. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Right. I'd be very happy to work with them. See, you know, th- this is all good. And by the time we're done with Christmas, and everybody's, you know, gotten fat from all of their holiday eating. <laughs> They'll be able to buy your exercise. That's you know, right. And go to town and work off that weight. Yeah. There you Absolutely. go. And if you get a new appliance for Christmas, you get new microwave, you get new, you know, washer, dryer, dishwasher, yeah. any of that. Now we know where to send you. And that is tangible surface research. And I will spell that because I'm a terrible speller. So it's T-A-N-G-I-B-L-E. S-U-R-F-A-C-E-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot com. And that will be in the show notes along with Anne's email address and the Halos Tactile Icons Facebook page. So Just be careful of the uh, of the popcorn buttons on your microwave, you know, that buttered popcorn you'll add on that weight when you're exercising. I was going to say that's my favorite everybody. button on the microwave. It was the first one go. I labeled on my <laughs> microwave. <laughs> Well, come to the ACB conference in Rochester and uh, get some exercise in. Hey, there we go. So it definitely, we will have more um, from Anne, I'm sure, as we get closer to the um, National Conference and Convention and uh, where we can look her up in the exhibit hall, um, hopefully with the folks at Planet Fitness. That would be incredible. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Anne DeWitt from Tangible Surface Research. And I uh, want to thank our main menu gang. We've got the big R. Arr, see you later, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yes, Yes. thank you all. Bishop and Paul Henriksen. 
Thank you. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. This has been Janine for Main Menu. Main Menu is a program sponsored by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening on ACB Radio Mainstream beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern and repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can listen by going to acbradio.org slash mainstream, use ACB Link for iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call 712-775-4808. We hope you enjoyed this program.